Welcome to the Let's See Grandma the Let's Career Grandma Warrior Podcast. Warrior Podcast. All right, welcome to the 20th episode of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. We just did a little bit of rebranding ourselves, changing our name, so it's very fitting that we did this episode. So today we're going to talk about how you can establish or continue to improve your own personal brand. Everyone has their own personal brand, whether they know it or not. But here's the caveat. Most people don't know that they can easily impact the direction, strength, or even awareness of their brand and use it to their advantage. This specific podcast episode is going to give you some tips on how to do just that. All right, so without further ado, here is our 20th episode about how to establish your own personal brand. Okay, so kicking it off, I want to talk about how and why we should have our own personal brands. So when I first hear the word brand, the first thing that comes to mind are those big corporate brands. So we're talking about McDonald's, Nike, Coca-Cola, and all of those, those ones right there. That's usually the first thing that comes to mind. But did you know that having your own brand can be just as impactful for yourself as it is for these companies? So to talk about the benefits of having your own personal brand, whether that be for your professional life or your personal life, it can do a lot of really good things for you. It can give you more direction in your career. It can help your social life flourish. It can take your confidence to new heights. It can boost other people's confidence in you if you're working with them in an organization or a team. It can open up the doors for promotion in the future. It can further your personal connections or strengthen the connections you already have. So if I haven't listed off all of the reasons why you should have your own personal brand, then you definitely need to re-listen to those last 15 seconds because really, you can really get so much from having your own personal brand. The core of this episode is, is basically we're going to talk about the four things that you can do right now. So the second you get done with this podcast to start developing your own personal brand. Those four things are define what your brand is and what you love doing. Rework your elevator pitch. Do a social media audit. And number four is involve yourself in the community. All right, so number one, let's define what your brand is and what you love doing. So I always say, keep it simple, stupid. Sorry for the insults. I hope you don't think that I'm insulting you right now, but just keep it simple. When it comes to developing your brand, don't overcomplicate it. There are so many job seekers out there that have so many things that they do. So I'll get you know these, these people that come to me for uh, resume improvement. They want to find out how to improve their resume. And they say, you know, I've done this and this and that. And, you know, I've done sales and I've done marketing. I've also done, um, you know, administrative assistance. I'm also somebody who likes to engineer. Okay, great. You have a lot of talents. That's awesome. But really, what is your grand vision of where you want to focus? Where do you want to start heading in your career? What is the number one thing that you can do to help people? What do you like doing the most? So get targeted. That's the idea. Get focused. Start blocking out some of the things that you do well, but they only sort of complement your main mission, your main purpose. So ask yourself this. What's the main thing that you find yourself doing on a daily basis? And if you truly don't associate with your daily activities at work, whatever, what's the one thing you just can't wait to do when you have your free time? So I'll give you a personal example. For me, it's really helping other people move forward in their careers. I love helping people to rebrand themselves with fresh new resumes, LinkedIn profiles, and cover letters. Really, this is my passion and this is what I do. No, I don't have an obsession for resumes. It's, I'm not like, I don't geek out like crazy over resumes. Sometimes I do. Actually, I, I do sort of. 
But really, that's not what drives me. What drives me is the opportunity to help people improve their lives. That's really my brand. So believe it or not, it really took me a lot of time to realize that this was my brand. You know, I spent a lot of time doing it and I really hadn't associated it with my identity. It was just something that I did whenever I got into work mode. But after I did it a few more times and a few more times after that, I realized and became aware that this is something that I was more confident in and it became a part of me. And I was able to spark a lot more interesting conversations just by integrating it into my daily interactions. And I'll talk a little bit about Let's Eat Grandma because it's my company. It's my brother and I's company. This is something that is very near and dear to us. And as we began growing our confidence in the Let's Eat Grandma brand, we started to develop our voice. And our brand really was about getting serious results and at the same time to have that sort of quirky vibe and not take yourself so seriously all the time. So that's our brand, guys. It's something that was made as a conscious decision that sort of evolved over time. So if you haven't found your voice yet, that's fine. But continue to develop that and continue to realize how important that is. Yes, visually, our website has those I call them superficial parts of the brand. They are important. So it's it's the yellows, it's the font choices that we use. That's all part of your brand too. But remember that it goes way beyond that. It goes the way you interact with the people around you. Define what your brand is and what you love doing. And this is something that you may need some time to get out your handy dandy pencil. I actually recommend writing these things out physically on a piece of paper not necessarily typing them out. If you really prefer to type, that's great. Uh, but there are actually some studies talking about how your brain works a little bit better when you're writing things out and you're brainstorming because your pencil moves a lot slower than your fingers on a keyboard. So I really do recommend taking the time to sit down quietly and write down the things that you really love doing. Eventually, this will give you some clarity and some time to actually think about these things if you don't know what it is that your brand is. Number two, rework your elevator pitch. I know that sounds like a very entrepreneurial, startup-y business thing, your elevator pitch, but everyone has their elevator pitch. Imagine this. You walk into a party. This isn't even like a business thing. This is a social party and you meet somebody for the first time. You usually ask what their name is and you exchange names, which you'll probably forget within five minutes of the conversation. And then the next thing after that is you want to know what they do. You're curious about them. Like, what is the one thing that they do? So guess what? What most people say at this time is incredibly boring. So hi, I'm uh, my name is Bob. Yes, I, I work as a administrative assistant or yeah, I'm an accountant. I'm not saying accounting is boring or administrative assistance is boring, but the way that most people present what they do is very boring. They just say what they do. Um, they say the position title, and they usually say it with not a really strong level of confidence. They might as well say, please stop listening and asking about what I do because you've heard the story a billion times. So my recommendation for you, if you're really trying to put your best foot forward, if you're really trying to establish yourself as a professional, is put a little bit more purpose, put a little bit more drive behind it. So what do you really do? What do you love doing? Go beyond just your daily job descriptions. You know, what is the number one thing that you really help your company accomplish? What's a really cool project that you're working on that you can talk about uh, during this conversation? 
So I actually recommend transforming your tired old elevator pitch to a professional mission statement. And yes, I'm not just talking about the things that you're writing on LinkedIn. I'm talking about the specific things that you say when you're at a party or when you are at a company networking event or if you're just out at the bar. I don't really care. Come up with a professional mission statement that captures interest or at least goes beyond your job title. I even recommend making it congruent with your potential LinkedIn headline. So let's say with more deliberation that your thing is improving efficiency in the office. So you're an administrative assistant and really the the number one thing that you do very well is improve efficiency in the office. Say it. Say I improve work efficiency and productivity through administrative assistance. And, you know, you may realize that it sounds kind of awkward coming out loud once because you've only said it once. But refine it, you know, keep saying it, make it a little bit more simple. I improve workplace efficiency for executives in the tech industry. So this to me is a much less boring and simply stated elevator pitch. The original elevator pitch, which is I do administrative assistance, really doesn't tell you much. But when you really delve into the things that you're passionate about, the projects you're working on, your number one value proposition, you're going to get a lot better responses from the people you interact with. So trust us, you're going to use this over and over again, whether you meet people in business or a personal setting. And if you are currently in the dating world, people will want to know what you do. And that confidence is going to look really good. All right, I'll talk to the doubters here. Maybe you're a cynic and you say, yeah, it sounds fancy, but I'm really just an administrative assistant. I'm just an accountant. Why do I want to embellish it and, and um, really, you know, sort of peacock, so to speak? Am I, I'm exaggerating. So that I say, fine, you know, if, if that's all you consider yourself, just just an accountant, then go right ahead and say it. Maybe you're right. I mean, maybe there really is nothing special about you. Maybe you do have no value proposition. I'm 99 percent confident that that's not necessarily true. You know, if you really are somebody who wants to go out and deliver value to this world, if you're really somebody who's passionate about their job or maybe you're not passionate yet, but you really are passionate about your career since you're a career warrior, right? then I'd say there's something a lot more to you than just your position title. So get over it. Start rebranding, you know, because the truth is that when you start to rethink how you portray yourself in these personal interactions, you will come across as more confident and more interesting. All right. Number three, here's the fun part. Do a social media audit. Okay. So I was um, on my LinkedIn the other day, and this is actually a little bit earlier in the year. And I realize that I look a lot younger in my picture and a little bit different than I do now. So at that moment, I realized that it was time for a makeover. No, I'm not talking about like I need a facelift or uh, facial surgery or whatever. I mean, I need a new picture. Um, you know, gone are the days where your brand is, is only present whenever we show face at events. A lot of the times, or especially when we are online, um, we're everywhere at every time of the day. So if somebody in France at three o'clock in the morning could be looking at your LinkedIn profile saying, uh, what a great software developer this person is. Don't worry, I wasn't trying a French accent there. I was just doing a voice. <laughs> so I'm saying it's, it's incredibly important to do whatever you can to manage your image online and to use it to your advantage. So I'll identify some places right now where you can start looking to improve these areas. What I'll do also is I'll include some resources in the description of this podcast episode to where you can uh, find out a little bit more about these things. 
So ask yourself, is your LinkedIn headshot or even your Facebook photo, is it outdated or not even the best representation of you? So for me, I talked about how I looked way younger than I was because the picture was taken a long time ago. And if I had connected with somebody on LinkedIn and they saw me in real life, there would be a little bit of a mismatch. They might say, this is not the same person or uh, something looks a little off or weird. Is your LinkedIn headshot professional? Does it look like you are you know, represented um, as somebody with confidence, as somebody who looks like a good fit for their professional, for their career? Are there any embarrassing photos you need to get rid of? So go throughout all your Facebook photos. I know it's tedious, but I'm telling you it's worth it. These recruiters will, especially if they're looking to seriously vet you, they will look at your Facebook. They're not supposed to technically, but they really will. And they will make judgment calls based on these pictures. Same thing. If you're dating, if you are, um, I don't know, using Tinder or whatever, all these different apps, you better believe that people will be um, Facebook stalking you. So same principle, this is your personal brand here. So we'll talk about those things. Is your LinkedIn summary bland or lacking information? And in terms of your personal branding, I think LinkedIn, especially the summary, is a great opportunity to showcase who you are as a professional. So they do give you about 2,000 characters. So that's 2,000 characters worth to explain to somebody who you are as a professional. Is your LinkedIn headline just your current position? And I mentioned earlier your elevator pitch. That's sort of similar to your LinkedIn headline. It's it's who you are in a very concise, um, you know, one sentence or a few phrases here and there. So most people, um, I venture to say that ninety percent of the people out there have their LinkedIn headline just set as their personal position. LinkedIn even for some reason encourages this. I don't necessarily agree with it because you are not your your current position title. You're a lot more than that. You are a professional who has so much more value to offer than just a title. So what is it? For me, it's helping 1000 plus job seekers to write better resumes, LinkedIn profiles, something like that. You know, something that shows what your mission statement is that goes just beyond a title. All right. How often are you posting brand related items? And this is where a lot of people get lazy. I don't blame them. It's very hard to want to get on social media and post things. It's you're putting yourself out there and it takes time. I do really recommend um, just posting something every once in a while, letting people know you're out there, letting people know who you are. So say, for instance, if you're in tech, um, so you're a software developer and a cool new app came out about such and such, then post something about that. You know, let people know what you think. And it doesn't matter if you're not getting likes in the beginning. It's not going to necessarily happen if you don't have those connections. But people will see that. And just telling you a story. Like I post things all the time on my personal LinkedIn page about resume advice. You know, I post this podcast episode, these podcast episodes. I post the blogs. And a lot of the times I will have people directly reach out to me because they can see what I'm doing out there in the resume world. And they'll want to connect. Like they'll want to find out more about how to improve the resume Sometimes they'll turn into clients. Sometimes they'll turn into meaningful partnerships. But the fact that I'm out there and posting things frequently definitely does make it a lot more likely that I'll be able to take advantage of my network. Guys, trust me. Try it for a little bit. Stay consistent with it. It will be worth it. Trying to think if there's anything else I can think of for social media audit. That's mostly it. 
And if there are certain channels that you feel more strongly towards, so for instance, if LinkedIn is your channel, um, this is a career podcast, so I'd highly recommend that everyone take advantage of LinkedIn more than any of the other social media channels, um, then focus on that. You know, Facebook, you know, Instagram's not right for everyone. You know, if you're a designer, if you are in a lot of the personal lifestyle things where it's a lot more visual, Instagram can be very helpful. I'm not really an expert when it comes to the different types of channels. LinkedIn is really the one that I focus the most on. But definitely pick the one or two channels that are right for you and definitely focus on those. All right, tip number four on how to establish or improve your personal brand. Get out there, baby. Guys, there are so many articles online about how you can develop your own personal brand. You know, they'll give you a bunch of detail on what your like thought process should be, like um, what your, you know, your philosophy should be on developing your brand. And that's all good stuff. But I'm telling you, it is completely and I really mean this, it is completely empty if you're not getting out there and actually showing people what your brand is. And getting out there and physically attending events is the best way to do that. Yeah, I touched upon you know being online and, and posting things on LinkedIn and Facebook, and that's all well and good. That's all, you know, those are all ways to showcase your brand, but it's not going to give you that complete fulfillment I'm telling you. So live action. It's one thing just to write down these things on a piece of paper, but without the action, you're going to have absolutely no chance to showcase or develop your brand. So go out there and start attending events. Go to meetup.com right now and register for three groups that you think will fit your brand or that you're a part of. For instance, if you've defined your brand as that quirky yet passionate web design superhero, then you need to get out there and attend a web design meetup. So if you live in Seattle, look up like web de web design, you know, web developers. And if there really is no web design meetup in Seattle, then you got to start that group yourself if you're really passionate about it. Imagine how much value, how much social value you'll be offering people if you do end up starting that group yourself. It's just it's incredible. So continue to talk about why this is so essential that you actually get out there. The key is to surround yourself with people who can give you feedback on your brand and start allowing you to live your brand. Otherwise, all these ideas, all these thoughts, like I'm a, I'm a um, confident, quirky guy who really loves helping people, who's passionate about resume services, that stuff is just gonna stay in your head and you're really not gonna be able to let it flourish to where it needs to be. No matter if you're a millennial or not, if you're Gen X, whatever, it's really important to remember that you should constantly be growing and learning to better yourself in the industry. So even if you are that introvert that doesn't like to get out there, who thinks networking is awkward, and I agree, like a lot of networking, a lot of networking really is awkward. But if you really put the focus on learning um, and meeting other people, then it becomes a lot less awkward. Especially like classes and workshops, it's it's a lot more of the focus really goes on the subject material and actual learning, and a lot less on yourself. So I think attending those events. I just went to a general assembly event uh, just last week. It was for marketing because I'm trying to get better at marketing. You know, I love content. I love um, SEO. I love all these things. I'm so fascinated by them. So I attended a, it was a paid workshop by general assembly. And I met 15, 20 other people who were doing very similar things to me and had some really cool conversations, like met three or four people um, who were into the same things I was, you know, made some connections on LinkedIn and it really wasn't awkward. It was like awesome. So for me, 
as somebody who's really developing or who has developed their brand as a resume writer, like I'm still getting out there. I'm still wanting to live my best life, so to speak, and meet other people who are doing the same thing. So get out there. If you're an all-star, start acting like one. Rework your brand until you're there. So wrapping it up, I will give the conclusion on how you should develop your own personal brand. Number one, define what your brand is and what you love doing. Really, this is the foundation of how you can start establishing your personal brand. Because if you have that vision, if you have that clarity of what your purpose is in your career, and that can change, that can evolve, I understand this. But if you have that clarity right now, it's going to give you a lot more purpose, a lot more drive and motivation for the things that you're doing right now. And people will notice it. Number two is rework your elevator pitch. Remembering that what most people say is boring and you don't want to be that person. You want to really show them the light. You want to show them the passion behind the things that you're doing. Number three being conducting a social media audit and a potential facelift or makeover. Look at the pictures you have. You know, look at the copy. Are they outdated or do they not represent you in your best light? And number four is involving yourself in the community. And really, this can be the most fruitful and the most fun part of developing your brand. But getting out there, meeting the right people, and you never know who somebody knows or what somebody knows that can help you propel throughout your career. So that's it. That concludes the 20th episode of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior podcast. I'm so glad that we made it through all these podcast episodes. What a journey it's been so far. I ask if you have been a fan of these episodes, please show us some love on iTunes. We have, I think it's, so it's December 2018 and we have 10 five-star reviews. Makes me happy, but I want more. (laughs) I want to um, definitely, um, there's definitely something about the algorithms that um, the more of these reviews you have, the more people are commenting, the more likely that other people can hear your messages and the more your podcast can grow. Like I said, I want this message to get out to the right people. And so I think by having all of you guys to sort of spread that love and um, spread these really positive, encouraging and strategic messages to other people, we could really change a lot of lives here. So get on iTunes and let other people know what you think because it can definitely make a difference. I will personally read your message and the next episode I will read my favorite five-star review and um, if that was you I will thank you and um, I'll be definitely be very grateful for it so once again this wraps up number 20 of the career warrior podcast if you do want more tips on how to improve your resume cover letter or LinkedIn then I highly recommend you check out our website which is letseatgrandma.com that's letseatgrandma.com and we will personally look over your resume and give it a score All right, guys, you take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we have some really amazing episodes coming up next. We have a sales um, guru who's going to talk about how to improve sales. And then after that, we have a master hypnotist who is going to show you how to use hypnosis to improve your job search. All right, everyone, take care and enjoy the rest of your week. 